here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Joe Biden was in Ireland for three days, and he's yet to step foot in Palestine, Ohio. Palestine, Ohio, his own country. And also, he's been so busy that he refuses to spend any time whatsoever with the Republican Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, who has repeatedly said that they need to talk about the debt ceiling. Biden refuses, and Schumer keeps attacking McCarthy as the obstacle to a deal. That's how cynical, and brazenly so, the Democrats are. Just to put that out there, it's very important, because time is erasing. And the media, of course, will, will blame the Republicans. But nonetheless, Biden doesn't even want to talk. It's my way or the highway, he says. And his way will massively increase the debt even beyond where we are today. And more so, uh, it will push inflation even higher. But what I want to focus on at the beginning of the program is this fantastic House Judiciary Committee hearing in Manhattan. Don't worry about what the Democrats say. Don't worry about what the media say. It was fantastic. It was exactly the right thing to do. And I know the, the ruling class in New York, all Democrats keep going on about how safe New York is, but every damn one of these people have protection. New York is not safe. They want to compare it to other cities where the Democrats have also lost their minds, but what they won't compare New York to is New York under Rudy Giuliani and Michael Bloomberg. That they won't do. Because if they make that comparison, there is no comparison. So we have a district attorney in Manhattan who is a Soros lapdog and is a leftist. And he comes under no criticism whatsoever from any Democrats. 
anywhere in the country. Representative Hank Johnson is at the House Judiciary hearing today in Manhattan. And uh, let's listen to some of this. Cut one, go. MAGA Republicans continue to resist even the most basic reforms like universal background checks. If Republicans really wanted to stop... We have universal background checks, except for the rarest of circumstances, that have literally nothing to do with the murder rate in our country. I challenge you to go out today, go to a gun shop or a gun dealer, legitimate gun dealer, or an NRA convention, legitimate event, and purchase a gun and not get a background check. Oh, there's certain kinds of guns you can buy without a background check. You know, if you're a a collector of Revolutionary War, Civil War type weapons and that sort of thing. But I'm talking about modern weaponry that goes back 100 years. You won't be able to get any automatic weapons. But you will have a background check. Go ahead. They would be in D.C. right now, working with Democrats to pass common-sense gun legislation. Instead, like jackbooted thugs, they've descended on New York City using violent crime as their pretext. So Republicans are now jackbooted thugs. Jackbooted thugs. In other words... Republicans are like Nazis. Go ahead. The MAGA Republican extremists are not interested in gun violence or even knife violence. The Republican witnesses who have used their time to criticize District Attorney Bragg have served as props in a MAGA Broadway production. Now you understand, folks, the people who are there and are testifying have had family members murdered in New York. And this piece of crap congressman dares to degrade them, their cause, and what they've been through. It's disgusting. Go ahead. The real purpose in coming to New York City. Can we have order? The real purpose in coming to New York City. Gentlemen, we'll suspend. Stop the clock. General Wilson, for the audience, I've said several times now that the committee has to be in order. If, if anyone continues, then we're going to have to escort some people out. Please don't, uh, so, please don't talk down to us witnesses, please. Yeah, please don't talk down to us witnesses, please. As props in a MAGA Broadway production, this guy can barely read what's handed to him, let alone think for himself. Then they bring Jerry Nadler. Jerry Nadler comes. You might remember he chaired this committee, did such a magnificent job. But I want you to keep in mind, there's not a single Democrat here who cares about these people, what they've been through, or the crime in the city of New York. None. Cut to go. It is, to use the chairman's favorite term a weaponization of the House Judiciary Committee. I do not know if Mr. Trump will be found guilty 
I do not suspend, know. Suspend. The gallery uh, should refrain from commenting and let the gentleman from New York finish his statement. Uh, it's hard, Jim. It's hard for the gallery to stop commenting because these people have suffered and they're listening to these shameless blowhards. Madeline Brame, her veteran son, was killed in New York City and she's at the House Judiciary Committee and she had something to say. Cut three, go. And as far as the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, if he's receiving one penny of federal dollars, you need to pull that funding until he starts doing his damn job and prosecuting crime. I was totally disrespected. Me, my family, my grandchildren, we were treated like garbage. Like garbage. I've sat for four and a half years and saw mothers walk in and out. We have a mother sitting here right now whose son, two sons, one died and the other one is on a colonoscopy bag. This is out of Darcel Clark's jurisdiction. So I'm not the only one. There are hundreds and thousands of us. We don't give a damn about your politics. We don't care. It could be the man from the moon who's running for president. Okay? As long as whoever's in there, it stands for law and order. And it's going to return some civility and sanity to our city. Thank mm-hmm. you. Took a Republican House committee to allow these people to speak. That was Madeline Brain. Her son, who was a veteran, was murdered in New York City. Dan Goldman has turned out to be one of the most obvious scumbags in the Democrat Party. I think he's newly elected to the House. He was a prosecutor, supposedly, in the Southern District of New York. But he's a complete scumbag, this guy. And he's made it abundantly clear publicly that his role in life is to attack Donald Trump. So here are people. They don't want to hear about Trump. They don't want to hear about anything. They're trying to explain what's going on. They've lost loved ones. And here's this scumbag, Dan Goldman. Did I mention that he's a scumbag? Cut four, go. Your experiences are devastating. But the problem is, is that this is a charade to cover up for an abuse of power that they are going around talking incessantly outside of this hearing about Donald Trump. And the purpose of this hearing is to cover up for what they know to be an inappropriate investigation. Now, I look forward, many of you are in New York City. Can I respond to you, please? No, not right now, because I only have 20 seconds. I'm sorry. But I, I do Don't want to Don't insult my intelligence. That, uh, you're uh, not hang on, hang on. The gentleman's time. I'm not insulting okay. you're trying to insult me time. like I'm not aware of Ms. what's going Ms. on Brain. here. Thank you. Okay? I, I'm fully aware of what's going on here. Gentlemen, I will suspend. Okay? Gentlemen, gets another 15 seconds. Thank you. That's why I walked away from the plantation of the Democratic Party. Committee will be in order. Ms. Graham, what I was what I was about to say is that as a representative of this city, I look forward to working with you. She despises you because you're a scumbag, like I said. It's just disgusting. You're 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 a piece of sleaze. You really are, pal. Didn't we invite this guy on, Mr. Producer? Did you ever follow up with this guy? They ignored you? 
tough guy wouldn't come on. The, what is with all these tough guy Democrats who won't come on the program? It's amazing. So then they have Adam Schiff here. And we know what a sleazeball he is. Cut five, go. Of course, this is not a coincidence at all. Instead, it is the GOP leadership in Congress doing what it has done best for the last six years, and that is to act as the criminal defense counsel for Donald J. Trump. So there you go, Donald Trump. I'll keep something in mind. This is in New York. These people, I don't know if the Republicans, Democrats, Independents, these people have suffered. They have suffered in ways that most of us can't imagine. And the Democrats go there with a playbook, with ready-made speeches written by staffers to attack Trump. It shows you how mentally ill they are as a group. They're just mentally unhinged. And some people have had enough. They just can't take it. Go ahead. Tell you this. Let me tell you this. Capitol Police, gentlemen, will suspend. Capitol Police. Capitol Police will remove the gentleman from the audience. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Gentlemen. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. People can only take so much. They can only take so much. It's not Washington, D.C., it's New York. Go ahead. Donald J. Trump. Gentlemen, we'll suspend. Until we got order. Gentlemen, we'll suspend. The audience has to be that has to be in order. Capitol Capitol Police. By the way, notice something here. Notice that Jim George trying to get order. And people are going to be removed. Remember what happened in the Tennessee House? Where three Democrats, two of whom were black, one of whom was white. And quite large, I might add. In any event, how they shut down those proceedings. And remember when they were expelled, because they have to be expelled, not merely removed. If you're going to put an end to it. They did pretty much the same thing the next day. Remember all that? And that was racist. You have Democrats here. You have black people here. You have Hispanic people here. You have white people here. You have Indian people, Asian people, or whatever. The Democrats aren't accused of being racist for the things that they're saying, but they should be. And Jim Jordan's not accused of being racist for trying to get order. I'm just making a point. Go ahead. Anyway, the Capitol Police who came with the committee removed the gentleman. That's right, the gentleman. Who's an American, who's had enough. I want you to hear a little bit more of this when I return. I I want to comment further. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said... 
tons of people are buying gold to protect their retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Remember, Jose Alba, he was the New York City bodega owner, and uh, he was assaulted, and he used a knife to defend his life, and he was arrested. Here he is, a uh, translator at the hearing as well. Cut six, go. That is when I encountered a true and real threat to my life. After I simply told a woman that she could not have potato chips because her payment was declined. I was face to face with her boyfriend, who seemed ready to kill me. He attacked me violently, threw me around the store. The woman stabbed me herself. I truly believed they were there to kill me. So faced with this, I did what I knew I had to do to save my life. What the law, what the law allows me to do to save my life. I stabbed that man in self-defense. But when the police came, even though I was injured myself, I was placed under arrest. I was taken to jail. When I came before the judge, the prosecutor said I was being charged with murder in the second degree. They asked for bail, even though so many people are being let go these days. And I couldn't afford it. So I went to Rikers Island. I was forced into a crowded and unsafe intake cell. Even though I was injured, in jail, I didn't get the medical treatment I should have received. I spent so he almost spends a almost a week at Rikers. Finally, bail was lowered so he can get released. He had to face harsh conditions. He was an innocent man. He was charged with murder. And he believes that it was all because of Alvin Bragg. And his belief is correct. The Democrats don't want you to hear any of this. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said, tons of people are buying gold to protect their retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin, the modern voice of the founding fathers. 
This is the Mark Levin Show. Dial in now at 877-381-3811. You know, folks, you watch these video shots, what goes on in Chicago, what went on in Compton, couple months ago, Philadelphia goes on in L.A. and New York and on and on and on. The fact is you can deal with this crime. But these radical left-wing Marxist Democrats do not want to deal with this crime. They don't care how many people are hurt, how many people are killed and raped and otherwise maimed. They don't care how many stores leave their city means nothing to them because they were born out of the ideology. They came up through the ideology. Most of them have never worked a day in their lives. They've always been involved in community activism and so forth. And that's what we know. Now, how do you stop it? Overwhelming force. Virtually every Metropolitan Police Department needs... 30 to 50 percent more police officers. If not more. They should be highly trained. They should be very well paid. They should be properly outfitted. There needs to be more jail space. You start rounding, uh, rounding up criminals and throwing them in jail. That's what you do. You bring down the hammer. That's how you stop crime. It's nothing to do with parents and video games and all the rest. The fact of the matter is, if you don't have significant punishment, punishment that is swift and severe, then this continues. They can talk about guns. They can talk about poverty. We've always had poverty and we've always had guns. In fact, it wasn't that long ago where we didn't have a massive welfare state and we didn't have many gun laws either. And we didn't have this much crime. It's a big issue. There are ways to address this. Lori Lightfoot, she says these violent rioters, it's wrong to say it's mayhem. It's not mayhem. Brandon Johnson, the Cook County Commissioner, is now the mayor-elect. He won't even condemn the looting. He says people are desperate. Now, I will just say this. The people of Chicago voted for Brandon Johnson, and now they're going to suffer. They're going to suffer. That's what's going to happen. But you have a right to vote these people out, and when you vote them in, you're committing societal suicide. Because there is a way to deal with this. There is a way to fix this. And that is muscle up the police forces. 
arrest the the uh, criminals, put them in jail. Part of the problem is, and the police chief in Washington, D.C., who's a good man, talks about this. He's African-American as well. That the prosecutors and the judges won't keep them in jail. Our entire law enforcement system has in key positions radical leftists who used to be defense lawyers, used to work at the ACLU or something like that. Now they have secreted themselves into the judiciary and even into prosecutors' offices. Prime examples, even in the suburbs, in Loudoun County, Virginia. You've heard about the schools in Loudoun County, Virginia? Loudoun County, Virginia may still be one of the wealthiest counties in America. And so you have a fusion of radical left-wing elitists with individuals. They're not the mob, but they are a large number of people, regardless of race, who also believe in big government. So I'll call it the mob, whatever you want to call it. So they elect this woman by the smallest of margins. First thing she announces that, like all the source prosecutors, anybody who steals, I think it was over a thousand, uh, under $1,000, whatever the number was, will not be charged. They won't be charged. You know, people like Joy Reid reprobates who are hosts on MSLSD and the Crap News Network. But Joy Reid, I remember some time ago, she said that property crimes shouldn't really be crimes, something to that effect. And as you know, the founding of the nation, property was crucial. And many of you work very, very hard for your property, for your homes, for your vehicles, For everything you have, you've earned it. You've worked for it. Nobody gave it to you. It represents what you do when you get up early in the morning and go home in the evening or somewhat late at night. You paid for it. It's your possession. If somebody steals from you, they're taking your money, they're taking your labor. As I said, you worked for these things. You earned them. Somebody else didn't. Changes the entire psychology of the community. The entire psychology of the community. So you need to ask yourselves. Does the Democrat Party, and do so many Democrat voters, do they share the same mentality as the rest of us? That is, that they want safety? We do. That they want criminals put away, taken off the streets, safe families. Because honestly, if you vote Democrat today in a city, you can't possibly support any of those things. You simply cannot. Joe Biden likes to say that the Republicans in Washington, D.C. voted against funding police. 
But Joe Joe Biden is another sleazy liar, as you must be to be an elected Democrat. You have to be a sleazy liar. The Republicans never voted against funding police. He's talking about his $1.7 trillion Inflation Reduction Act, which was a kill capitalism degrowth movement, an increase inflation act, which was mostly about climate change, with a provision in there, monies to be given to cities and states to spend as they see fit. And so what Joe Biden says is that was evidence of the Republicans voting against a Democrat bill that would fund police. Is that not ridiculous? The issue is not that the cities lack money to fund police. When they defunded police or slashed their budgets and their numbers, they took the money away from them. It was never a question of having or not having money. They didn't want to give them money. That was the issue. So there are ways to address this. Effectively. Giuliani did it. Bloomberg did it in New York. And other mayors have done it. And other governors have done it. The fact is, you have billionaires like Soros... You have billionaire Democrats who do not have to live where all this hellish activity is taking place, and they don't. Who live far away from it all. Maybe not even in our country most of the time. Maybe not even in our country. Felonies in New York City, 102,000 in 2021, 122,000 in 2022. Felonies downgraded to misdemeanors 52% of the time in 2022. Felony cases declined to prosecute 1,119 last year. That's Alvin Bragg. And the Democrats and their media keep telling you that crime is going down in New York. It's going down in New York? Is that why 10,000 to 12,000 people are leaving every month? So the Democrats don't even say, you know, we made mistakes here. We've got to alter what we're doing, modify our policy. No. They lie. Because they're ideologues. And so there'll continue to be anarchy, mayhem, chaos, death, impoverishment, lack of employment, lack of schooling. It's only going to get worse. And so many wealthy people of every race, but wealthy people who could be role models to try and fight this, to stop mouthing the Democrat Party line like the LeBron Jameses of the world, to stop blaming people who have nothing to do with it, and to start blaming people who have everything to do with it. They could help. But they don't want to. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. Are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? 
And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said tons of people are buying gold to protect the retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You see what's going on in the cities? Where's Joe Biden tonight? Do you know nobody knows where he is? We have crime that is rampant in this country, and Joe Biden doesn't lift a finger. Not a finger. Nothing. Democrat Party cities. That's where this is taking place, almost exclusively. The Democrat Party is responsible for this. They're responsible for this. Mark my words. It's not Republicans. It's not cops. It's Democrats. And they're out in the open now. And really, if you oppose crime and what's happening in our communities, particularly to minorities, and it's about time people speak out who have positions where people can listen. It amazes me the extent to which ESPN, which has a tremendous number of really smart, talented, well-to-do individuals, many of whom are minorities, say nothing about this. In fact, if they say anything about it, they say the wrong thing about it. Because they don't want to lose a following. Or followers on Twitter or Facebook or wherever they are. That's why. Believe it or not, it actually takes guts to speak out against crime. And to point to those who are committing the crimes. And it's really quite remarkable. I mean, what's taking place in these cities is because the Democrat Party has adopted a Marxist ideology in which they don't have a problem if the civil society collapses. They don't care how many people are killed and raped and, and, uh, and, and, uh, and otherwise abused. They just don't. Their own actions tell you that. They go after the cops. That's the only force that exists in the city to stop it. They won't improve the educational system with school choice. They won't improve the, the economic system by trying to attract businesses. Why are they there? I'm now convinced these Democrats are there to destroy these cities. Why? 
Well, if you understand Marxism, you know why. You have to destroy the status quo. And these people are Marxists. Whether by indoctrination, training, coincidence, doesn't really matter how or why even. It's who they are. And they are destroying these communities. That's why hearings like the one that was held today by the House Judiciary Committee is so important. How often do we hear Republicans need to go into, quote-unquote, these communities? Okay, they actually had a hearing in these communities, one of them. One of them. The Democrats don't hold hearings in these communities about crime. Jerry Nadler didn't do it when he was chairing the Judiciary Committee. We saw the same faces from that Judiciary Committee. All these liberal left-wing Democrats, they showed up. But they only showed up because the Republicans called a hearing. And what did they do? They attacked Donald Trump. And they, they, den- they denied. They denied that crime is going through the roof. Because they don't have to deal with it. Most athletes don't have to deal with it. Most broadcasters, on ESPN included, don't have to deal with it. And they know I'm right. They all know I'm right. And Biden doesn't have to deal with anything. You know, they put out word this morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. I forget the phrase they use in Washington, D.C. to close down a a press day. But they put it out at 9 a.m. that there'd be no news for the news media. 9 a.m. The guy doesn't hold press conferences. He goes to Ireland for three days. Why? It was a junket. That's why. There was no need to go to Ireland. I'm not against Ireland. I'd like to go there one day. I hear it's beautiful, but that's beside the point. You got stuff going on all over the world, including communist China preparing for war. Biden doesn't act like anything's even going on. The border's a disaster. Crime's through the roof. The currency's being replaced. No big deal. Guy goes to Ireland for three days. Still hasn't gone to Palestine, Ohio. Still won't go to Palestine, Ohio. Still hasn't gone to the southern border to see what actually is going on without a Potemkin village. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. We're going to have Senator Ron Johnson on the program in Hour 3. Boy, they are discovering endless amounts of corruption involving Joe Biden and his family, and the media are ignoring it completely. Uh, As... 
they are on the House side uh, with Representative Comer, and I'll get into that in a little bit before I do. One of the things Karl Marx and Frederick Engels, his sidekick, who actually helped fund a lot of Marx's activities and assisted in writing some of his material, one of the things that they came around to wanting to abolish was the nuclear family. If you read the Communist Manifesto, it's put in there in very stark terms. And they view the nuclear family as a, uh, a combination of human beings, really, that comes out of the feudal system, where parents take advantage of their children. And uh, the same corrupt society that created the culture is the same corrupt society that created the nuclear family. See what I'm saying, Mr. Producer? So the nuclear family is not given any special recognition, quite the, quite the contrary. Like faith needs to be destroyed. The nuclear family needs to be replaced with the state. This is why you saw Mao early on in his revolution when they took over China, made it a communist country. This is why they encouraged children to rat out their parents, which they did. And their parents would be dragged out of their homes and executed. So if a kid had a problem with a parent, they would rat out a parent. And that was okay by Mao and the communists. They wanted to, as I say, destroy the nuclear family. You destroy the nuclear family, you destroy all connections to faith, you destroy all connections to the past society, uh, you take out the intellectuals that supported that society, or the, uh, the highly educated that supported that society, whether they're doctors or professors or lawyers or whatever they are, and you eliminate them. Just eliminate them en masse. And so instinctively, I don't know if every parent that shows up at school board meetings or insists on knowing what's going on with their children in the schools is aware of what I just said, but it doesn't matter. Instinctively, parents know that children are their flesh and blood and their responsibility. Nobody loves a child more, in the vast majority of cases, than a mother and a father. Nobody has more responsibility for that child than a mother and a father. Over at Town Hall, Sarah Arnold has a piece here. Washington, Washington, I, meaning Washington State, to allow children to be legally taken from parents if they don't consent to gender transition. Washington State passed a bill allowing children to legally be taken away from their children, that is, from their parents, for not consenting to gender transition procedures on their child. According to Senate Bill 5599, shelters could contact the Department of Children 
youth and families, instead of parents, for minors seeking reproductive health services or gender-affirming care. The proposal will pave the way for more of a, quote, compelling reason, unquote, to conceal a child who seeks sex change operations or reproductive health services such as abortion. Democratic State Representative Tanya Sen praised the bill's passing, saying she supports children who believe they belong in a different body than they were born. She said, I, isn't it amazing? She said, I am saying tonight to them that I see you, that I affirm you, that I hear you, that I love you, and with this bill, and with this bill passage, we say that Washington State does too. The Democrat-led state received much backlash for passing the radical bill, calling it an attack on families, of course, and parents by the left. State Senate Republican leader John Braun said the troubling legislation clears the way for kids to game the system by taking away parents' God-given rights. The only thing SB 5599 would do is cause harm by driving a wedge between vulnerable kids and their parents at a time when a teen lacks the perception and judgment to make critical life-altering decisions. Parent may not even know while a child ran away and could involve law enforcement or other groups in a desperate search, all the while going through an unnecessary emotional nightmare, imagining the worst about what might happen. And Broad also argued that children's brains are not fully developed until they're at least 22, which means Democrats are pushing minors to believe they can make a life-altering decision that they may regret one day. And what are we talking about, folks? A young kid having his penis removed or a young girl having one attached? And the state will take charge? If the parent doesn't agree? Right now, Democrats are sponsoring a juvenile offender sentencing bill based on the expansive body of scientific research on brain development, which shows that adolescents' perception, judgment, and decision-making skills differ significantly from that of adults. I would say this. The left says treat young teenagers differently than adults when crimes are committed. Right, Mr. Producer? And yet these same brains are okay to treat as adults when it comes to altering their own bodies. The left, the Marxists, the Democrat Party hate you and your children. It's their ideology that they care about. Period. Exclamation mark. Case closed. You listen to this that I'm reading to you and you can't believe it. Well, of course you can't. It's shocking. You could take kids legally from parents if they don't consent to gender transition. Now, the Marxists are all for this. They don't care if it's gender transition or anything else. They want to control your children. You know, when... uh, When John Dewey, not the Dewey Decimal System, a different John Dewey, who was one of the early progressives, a.k.a. Marxists, late 1800s, he lived to be like 98 or something, well into the 1920s, I guess, 1930s even. 
Uh, he was the most important so-called expert on education. And he went to the Soviet Union when Stalin was running it, and he came back in 1928, and he wrote a piece for the New Republic, praising Russia's education system. And he wrote several books, all of which I've read, they're on my shelves, and I've written about him before, as you may recall, in Rediscovering Americanism and, and Beyond. And he praised what was taking place in education in Russia under Stalin because he believed there needed to be a revolution in education where children were being taught not just simply how to do math or science or reading or literature or anything like that. They needed to be taught about social needs, about social attitudes. In other words, they needed to be brainwashed by the state. And Stalin was doing a good job of it. That you can't be a person of free will and independent thinking and all these other things. You needed to be in a rowboat, rowing in the same direction as everybody else. Learning to accept certain things. Learning to repeat certain things. For the communal, for the greater good. You've heard this before. This goes on today with the NEA and the AFT. But nonetheless, this is Marxism. And that's what the early progressives were. They were American Marxists. I just decided to be the one to come up with the the nomenclature, and to point it out and put a sharp point on it, where others refuse to do it. And that's what's happening here in the state of Washington. Your children don't belong to you. It's not yet you heard Terry McAuliffe basically say it in Virginia. You've heard Joe Biden say it. You've heard them all say it. Because that's what the Democrat Party believes. Now, you might be a Democrat who doesn't believe it, I'm not talking about you. I'm telling you what the ruling class Democrats believe. This isn't the only state where this is going on. There are other levels of this, different degrees of this, that are taking place in so many school systems and in so many states. That your children are to be educated meaning indoctrinated, into what the National Education Association believes or the American Federation of Teachers believes. Call it what you will, what the Democrat Party demands. Your children are being educated to be AOC. I'm not kidding. To be Bernie Sanders. To be Elizabeth Warren. And worse. They're trying to graduate little Marxist Democrats. This is a way, this isn't for children, this is inhumane, this is perversion of the worst kind. This is statism like we've never seen in this country. Well, that's not true. It's a throwback to the eugenics movement, the Democrat parties and their intellectuals pushing eugenics 
It's a throwback to that, but it's not eugenics. It is, I got to come up with a smart name for this. But it is destructive, and a hundred years from now, they'll be writing about how outrageous this was, just like they do about eugenics today. But it's the same party. It's the same ideologues. They're destroying these kids' childhood. Maybe I have a little boy who plays with a doll, plays with a Barbie. Doesn't know a Barbie from a banana. Whatever it is, it is. And all of a sudden, they're categorized, you see, and they get older, and this is reinforced and reinforced, and then they get an operation. What, you can't wait till you're 22? It's got to be done when you're 12 or 16? When you're going through puberty? Well, your mind's all, in many cases, screwed up to begin with. Chemicals are flying in every direction. That's the time you're going to make a life-altering choice? Nobody believes that's right. And this is the movement in the Democrat Party. This is who they've become. And Joe Biden supports it 100%. He talks about it all the time. It's not about civil rights or discrimination. It's about raising children properly. And when they've gone through the process, if they decide they want to do something as young adults, that's up to them. There's nothing you can do when they reach majority status. We're talking about minors. And this is Washington State. Where do you go? Where do you escape if you live in the state of Washington? And when we come back, I want to tell you about Walmart. With good old Walmart, which was founded by a conservative man, which had a, who had mostly conservative children, And now the grandchildren and the corporatists, the so-called professionals, weasel themselves under the board and into executive positions, much like Iger over there at Disney. It had nothing to do with the creation of Disney, but he's destroyed it. Iger has destroyed Disney's reputation. He has destroyed the company. And the shareholders are to sue his ass off. But that said, I want to talk about Walmart in Arkansas when we return. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. Walmart. 
Look, I go to Walmart all the time. They have great prices, great selection, no question about it. But here are friends at the Washington Free Beacon, how Walmart pushed Arkansas public schools to go woke. See, this is what Asa Hutchison tolerated and even went along with. This is what Ron DeSantis refuses to tolerate and refuses to go along with when it comes to Disney. This is why Asa Hutchison is so jealous of Ron DeSantis. Documents reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon show a private company's unprecedented effort to inject DEI, diversity, equity, uh, whatever, into classrooms. Aaron Sibirium. In January 2020, Walmart approached public school administrators in Bentonville, Arkansas, about hosting diversity training sessions for the district. Quote, we want people to feel welcome, comfortable, safe living here in northwest Arkansas, Candace Jones. Candace Jones, Walmart's head of diversity, emailed district leaders, according to documents obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. To that end, the company was offering to arrange teacher training sessions with a North Carolina-based consultancy known as Racial Equity Institute. See, these radical leftist Marxists are getting rich off this crap. A group devoted to creating racially equitable organizations and systems. This would be great for teacher development, a great way to connect with the community, Jones said. By August, teachers were learning that perfectionism is white supremacy and that all our systems, institutions, and outcomes emanate from the racial hierarchy in which the United States was built. Bentonville, the site of Walmart's corporate headquarters, wasn't alone. In nearby Fayetteville, the district's public schools embarked on a five-year equity plan funded and designed by Walmart-funded groups, including a DEI research institute at the University of Arkansas. School leaders attended training on the, quote, six tenets of critical race theory, learned that, quote, systemic inequality equals trauma, were drilled on the harmful effects of microaggressions and sat through PowerPoints on intersectionality. The district also implemented a, quote, restorative justice program designed to combat the allegedly disproportionate discipline of black students that discouraged teachers from breaking up fights and instructed them to sit on the floor with students to dispel any sense of hierarchy. I'm going to continue with this after the heartbreak at the bottom of the hour. I just told you what's going on in Washington State. How many of you knew this was going on in Arkansas? I'll be right back. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N, PODCAST, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. 
Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. All this occurred in Arkansas under a rhino governor who wants to now be president, Asa Hutchison, who spends more time going on rhino TV shows as well as CNN and these other networks than anywhere else. All right, we told you about Washington State, where a child really doesn't belong to a parent. Now we're going to tell you more about Arkansas, where little kids are being brainwashed. They're being brainwashed to be members of uh, Louis Farrakhan's church. Or mosque, I guess. So, the Free Beacon looked at all this. They said, this report is based on thousands of pages of documents obtained through public records requests submitted by families in Bentonville and Fayetteville, and this is something we encouraged, you know, in the last chapter of American Marxism and explained how to do it and where to go to get the information on how to do it. It reveals how the world's largest retailer, Walmart, is transforming schools in its hometown through grants, nonprofits, corporate outreach, laundering its ideology as a kind of noble oblige. Noble oblige. The transformation highlights the tension between democracy and DEI, which is one Walmart and Walton-funded diversity program called True, put it in a presentation to Fayetteville Public Schools, quote, sometimes must be imposed from the top down. Remember who said that? Lenin. These initiatives might seem out of place in northwest Arkansas, which voted overwhelmingly for former President Donald Trump, but Walmart, long a boogeyman for liberals concerned about the power of big business, has become just as progressive as the rest of the corporatists in America, earning a perfect score on the Human Rights Campaign's Corporate Equity Index in 2022. The company is owned and controlled by the descendants of Sam Walton, who opened the first Walmart store in 1962. Once staunch Republicans with close ties to the national GOP, the Waltons have shifted left with each passing generation. And with the 2016 election, they began giving nearly as much to Democratic campaigns as to Republicans. This has accompanied a shift in philanthropic priorities. Since 2018, the Waltons who made grants directly through the Walton Family Foundation and indirectly through the Walton Foundation, have spent millions on progressive initiatives across Arkansas, including drag shows for children and pro bono DEI consulting. Theaters, art centers, health and housing nonprofits, business associations, and the Benton County government, just some of the organizations that have conducted diversity training on the Walton's dime. This is a company that's worth hundreds of billions of dollars. While those trainings are par for the course of big corporations and a grant magnet for big foundations, few companies have funded DEI programs outside their walls, and even fewer have funded them in public schools. Now as the Waltons target classrooms in their hometown, longtime Arkansas are sounding the alarm, warning that revolution has come for a state Trump won by 28 points in 2020. Parents are often lulled into the belief that the woke ideology won't happen in their schools because they live in a red state, said Carolyn Horine, a Bentonville parent. Trust me, as someone living in a conservative area, 
can happen anywhere. And this transformation has taken place largely out of public view, aided and abetted by not just by Walmart and the Walton's largesse, but by the school district's lack of transparency. Fayetteville, for example, repeatedly assured parents that critical race theory was not being taught in schools, even as it refused to comply with public records requests for DEI-related documents. Why? Because they were lying. Much like the people were lying in Loudoun County, Virginia, and every other damn school district. Now, families who finally got a hold of those records were left feeling betrayed. We love Walmart around here, said Isla Campbell, a retired history teacher who sued the Fayetteville School District after its Stonewaller records request. They've used their money to better the lives of people in Arkansas. That's why it was so disconcerting to see them funding this stuff. It's amazing that these corporatists fund Marxist activities, isn't it? Long the dominant philanthropic force in northwest Arkansas, the Walton Empire, is a case study in how cultural and corporate power interact. Local groups carry favor with the Waltons, said Jay Green, a fellow at the Heritage Foundation, used to teach at the University of Arkansas, because they rely on the family for grants. School districts tend to be very aware of the Waltons' priorities, Green said, and are inclined to implement them even if not directly required to do so. That meant Walmart was pushing an open door when it offered to connect the Bentonville School Administration with the Racial Equity Institute, the same consulting group that conducts the company's own diversity training sessions. The district superintendent, Debbie Jones, and its director of secretary education, Jennifer Morrow, accepted the offer in July 2020, according to emails reviewed by the Free Beacon, scheduling a mandatory training for all teachers that August. Jesus. It's not clear whether Walmart paid for the training or merely facilitated it. What is clear is that Walmart approved its contents. One workbook from the training was emblazoned with Walmart's logo and included a welcome message from the company's diversity office, which billed the workshop as a powerful and thought-provoking program facilitated by experts from the Racial Equity Institute. The session was a grab bag of DEI shibboleths. It listed perfectionism as a sense of urgency and worship of the written word as examples of white supremacy culture. It described assimilation and tolerance as markers of internalized racial inferiority and defended racial preferences by saying that white people had 400 years of affirmative action. Participants were asked to reflect on each teaching using the Walmart-approved workbook, which included diagrams on the distinction between equality and equity. I guess you're not going to feel the same way going into a Walmart, are you, America? Or all the wonderful people who work there. This is, these are the corporatists. Now, the district would later seek to distance itself from these lessons in a September 2022 Facebook exchange with Harine. The Bentonville parent, Bentonville school board member Jennifer Faddis, claimed that the only some staff attended the training, adding that Bentonville's pulled out after realizing what was included. The Free Beacon was not able to verify Fattis' claim that Bentonville had extracted itself from the program, and she did not respond to requests for comment. That means they didn't. But at least one high school in the district, Bentonville West High, was still using the Racial Equity Institute for all staff trainings as late as April 2021, according to planning documents from the school. 
And in a January 2022 email, Debbie Jones, that's right, the district superintendent, referred to the Racial Equity Institute as a quality program, saying it wasn't biased or trying to convince me of anything. No, no, not at all. Which means maybe your ass should be fired. Debbie Jones, Moro, the director of secondary education, and Candace Jones, Walmart's head of diversity, did not respond to requests for comment. Walmart's influence was even stronger with you folks in Fayetteville, where the district outsourced much of its DEI work to a Byzantine network of Walmart and Walmart family-backed groups. In 2019, the Fayetteville Public School District was chosen to participate in a $2.5 million DEI training initiative. True, T-R-U-E, Northwest Arkansas. Funded by the Walmart Foundation, the Walmart Family Foundation. The program has since expanded to include hundreds of groups in the region. True connected district leaders with Converge. Look at, look at the, the web of connections here. A, quote, social justice consulting firm for one-on-one coaching, according to a May 2019 email. The company, which specializes in the intersectional equity analysis, also conducted an organizational assessment of the district, the results of which were presented at the Walton Arts Center that July. Did they have croissants and decaf coffee? There's been backlash against diversity, equity, and inclusion among staff and patrons, one slide from the presentation read. DI can and sometimes must be imposed from the top down. Good little Leninists. TRUE True, which has since rebranded as TRU True, did not respond to requests for comment. Fayetteville also partnered with the University of Arkansas's Ideals Institute. Ooh, Ideals! Another DEI program funded by Walmart and Walmart Family Foundation to create a five-year equity competency plan. What is this, Communist China with their five-year plans? And that began in 2019. Years two and three of the plan were funded by a $200,000 grant from the Walmart Foundation, which paid for training, and I can go on and on. This goes on further. You can see what's happened here, ladies and gentlemen. The power of one corporation taking over a state taking over its school systems and its classrooms, compelling indoctrination on the teachers and the students. It's probably a handful of radical Marxist leftists working at Walmart, the Walmart Foundation, the Walmart Family Foundation, of course, the school systems of Bentonville and Fayetteville. It's disgusting. Washington State and children, Arkansas, and children. Unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. 
That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. I will be on Hannity at 9.35 p.m. Eastern Time. Ron Johnson, great senator from Wisconsin, will be on this show in about 30 minutes, an hour three. I hope you won't miss it. More Biden corruption has come to light, and there's a lot of it. I don't know how people can even stand it in California anymore. I really don't. I mean, it's beautiful, don't get me wrong, but the government does everything it can to destroy your life. And Robert Spencer, who is great, writing at PJ Media, California goes full communist. Utilities to base what they charge on how much you make, not how much you use. The state of California is implementing full Marxism before our eyes, he says, under the guise of equity. And so now... There can be no possible doubt if there ever was for anyone. Instituting communism has been what equity initiatives have been about all along. My God, I wrote a whole book on it. Now, three of its most powerful utility companies are saying that they're going to charge based not on how much of their product was used, but on how much money the user makes. In simpler times, if you bought something, you paid for it. Rich or poor, tall or short, black or white, female, male... Wise or foolish, everyone paid the same amount for a product. But in our more enlightened era, we, we know how unjust that really is. It deprives the poor of access to vital goods and services, and that injustice must be redressed, of course. That's what communism is all about. That's what communism is all about, at least in theory, leveling our economic differences between people by confiscating earnings from the rich and awarding them to those who have less. This is the final reason why Marxism, despite its extraordinary bloody historic record, still, still appeals to so many people, rich and poor and in between. It appears to redress the injustices in life and provide everyone with a decent living. That is profound. That is very, very important what he says there. The problem with it arises from the fact that capitalism is inescapable. It's an iron law. Yes, and I would argue it's as... Much of a law is the law of physics. So in California, they want to move to charging you for utilities based on what your income is, not based on how much you use. What a Democrat hellhole. Just unbelievable. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Hello. 877-381-3811. We have a big hour here. The Power Hour. And we will have Senator Johnson on in about 15 minutes. Very important. Here from the Daily Mail. 
Six more Biden family members benefited from Hunter's shady deals, Republicans say now. Claims nine relatives, including Haley and Joe's brother Jim, were part of enterprise that generated an exorbitant amount of cash. Oversight Chair James Comer revealed today that six more Biden family members have been involved in shady business deals. That brings the total to nine members of the Biden's president's family who Comer claims benefited from influence peddling. Uh, Nancy Mace claims the number of family members involved is wild. Uh, Thank you, Nancy. House Oversight Committee Republicans reviewed documents today suggesting that six more members of Joe Biden's family may have benefited from business deals related to the president's influence peddling. Comes as the panel now under GOP leadership continues to comb through the financial records of the Biden family and interview those involved in alleged foreign deals. Nancy Mace, who sits on the committee, said that the amount of money that is allegedly trading hands in suspicious activity reports is astronomical and that the number of Biden family members involved is wild. We've now identified six additional members of Joe Biden's family who may have benefited from shady deals. This brings our total to nine, said James Comer. Oversight members went to the Treasury Department to review more subpoena active, excuse me, suspicious activity. They're called suspicious activity reports involving Biden and his family amid allegations that Hunter Biden used his father's influence to engage in business deals. Family members that Comer has already claimed benefited are Biden's brother Jim and, and Bo Biden's widow Hallie, who dated her late husband's brother Hunter in the years following his death. Hey, it's on the family, baby. Mace, okay. Mace said in a selfie video posted to her, her Instagram today that the transactions she reviewed involved claims of money going to prostitution rings, likely in reference to Hunter Biden paying money to an escort service to transport prostitutes across state lines. Wow, what would Alvin Bragg do with that? Just left the Treasury to review over 100 suspicious activity reports on the Biden family, and I have to tell you, May said, there are more Bidens involved than we knew previously. It's wild the number of family members involved, and it's even, well, the amount of money that we're talking about in these suspicious activity reports is astronomical. And the accusations there and the source of the funding are where the money's going, the shell companies, prostitution rings, etc. It's insanity, even to me, that it's not been investigated in the way that it should be. Well, she's the standard. But it is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, let us continue. Coma revealed today... (laughs) that after the oversight panel reviewed more records, it's made clear that the reach of foreign influence peddling benefiting more than just a few members of President Biden's family. We will provide more details soon, he said. A spokesperson for the Kentucky lawmaker told DailyMail.com the panel is not yet providing the names of additional family members who may have benefited from the deals outside of Jim and Haley Biden. Comer accused Haley Biden was married to President Biden's late son, Bo, of influence peddling by receiving $35 in a payment linked to a Chinese firm. Republicans released last week additional information identifying Haley as the third 
of the members of the Biden family wrapped up in Comer's investigation. But the new title is nine. Count them. Nine. Nine. It's appropriate. The reports last week also claimed that Haley received a cut of $3 million from China, sent to an associate of Hunter Biden, whom she dated from... Tw- they love to put this in there. From 2016 to 2019, after her husband, Bo, died of brain cancer. The White House released a blistering statement accusing Republicans of orchestrating an attack on Haley as they accused the family of using their Biden name to profit off business deals around the world. How dare you question us? We're the Bidens. In a memo seen by DailyMail.com, Republicans claim that Haley received 35,002 transfers in March from Biden family associate John Rob Walker after he received a $3 million wire from the Chinese state energy HK Limited, a firm affiliated with the Communist Party of China. Holy yes, Mr. Producer. Nine members of this family? They do breed like rabbits, don't they? Yes, uh, the Bidens. Now, why hasn't there been a an independent counsel appointed, ladies and gentlemen? I want to read you the the codified requirement here, the text of it, for the appointment of a special counsel. 28 CFR, Section 600.1, Grounds for Appointing a Special Counsel. The Attorney General, or in cases in which the Attorney General is recused, the Acting Attorney General, will appoint a special counsel when he or she determines that criminal investigation of a person or matter is warranted and, A, that investigation or prosecution of the person or matter by a United States Attorney's Office or litigating division of the Department of Justice would present a conflict of interest for the department or other extraordinary circumstances, and B, that under the circumstances it would be in the public interest to appoint an outside special counsel to assume responsibility for the matter. Here's my question, and I've been asked to talk about this on Hannity, so I hope nobody there is going to steal any of the producers or whatever, what I'm saying, but I I say this. Oh, I'm just messing with them. I always mess with those folks. They're good people. If you're going to appoint a special counsel to investigate Biden and the documents matter, and I'm all for what they did in that case, it was, even though it was very shady the way it was done. How can you not appoint a special counsel in this case? How can you not do it in this case? With the multi-millions of dollars that are involved, nine family members... How did this happen? Why? They're all so brilliant? They're all foreign policy experts or energy experts or whatever kind of expertise they're supposed to? No, they were taking in money hand over fist, having a good old time, the Bidens. They were parting it up. No wonder this jerk never left public office except for two years. No wonder. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. It's always a pleasure to have our friend, great patriot, Senator Ron Johnson, on the program. Senator, how are you, sir? 
I'm doing great, Mark. Hope you are, too. I'm doing great. Country's going to hell, but I'm fine, Senator. Um, so you have found even more information, haven't you? I see James Comer here. They go over Treasury. They look at these uh, suspicious uh, uh, wires and so forth. They go, holy mackerel, now there's nine more family members involved. What do, what do you see here? Well, first of all, just to update everybody, Senator Grassley and I, we really ramped up our investigation tail end of uh, 2019 and into 2020. And it's important for everybody to realize that Hunter Biden knew we were investigating him because we were inviting him to interview with us if he was innocent to come in and you know, explain things. But uh, you know, we were able to look at those Treasury reports through the end of 2019. Uh, but then, you know, 2020 was COVID. Uh, we didn't get any more records. Then, of course, we unfortunately lost the Senate and our chairmanship, so we didn't have the capability of, of uh, at least threatening compulsion, uh, threatening subpoenas. So what uh, James Comer's looking at now are more suspicious activities reports. Uh, but, you know, in our September 2020 report and our follow-up in November of 2020, we pretty well laid out the case. I mean, I, now we're getting a few more details, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, we, we, we pointed out the vast web of foreign financial entanglements, the, the grifts that uh, the Biden family were involved in, uh, Sarah and James Biden, Hunter Biden. Uh, obviously, Tony Bobulinski came forward with the, the laptop and talked about uh, the big guy in 10%. So it, there, there's been more than enough information out there, uh, certainly to convince what I think most Americans, if they honestly knew about this, not to elect a fully compromised president, which is what President Biden is. But unfortunately, when we released our report in September 2020, um, it was ignored. Uh, when, it, when it wasn't being vilified by the media, uh, you know, the day after that, uh, we were actually offered Hunter Biden's, Biden's computer. Uh, we did our due diligence. We went to the FBI, asked them what they knew about it. They, they dodged us for weeks until Mr. McIsaac got impatient, turned that over to Rudy Giuliani in the New York Post. But it, it's important to understand what the FBI did. They, they picked up that computer in December of 2019 on the way out. One of the agents looked at uh, McIsaac and said, you know, it's our, it's our uh, experience that people that don't talk don't, about these things, they don't get in trouble. But that was their first shot across the bow. Laying, so that's laying, a threat. It was, it was a threat. And then they continued to lay sabotage or you know, lay down the groundwork to sabotage just in case uh, McIsaac surfaced that, that uh, computer, including things like secure briefings to Senator Grassley and I, which were total BS. Uh, we knew they were set up, you know, trying to say that we were targets of Russian disinformation and could be targeted toward, you know, presidential candidates' family. I mean, that's, that's how the FBI, how corrupt they were in being, in trying to cover up for Hunter Biden. And of course, we were getting more information now in terms of, you know, who, who was in charge of uh, that letter from 51 intelligence uh, officials that uh, you know got do Biden we know yet because that's crucial yeah I mean, J jim jordan is, is interviewing those folks and uh, more and more of that information is going to be coming out so you know again they they can hide but in the end i think this information will come out but again all this was known prior to the election but it was suppressed by the complicit and corrupt media they are continuing to cover up for the Bidens. You now, listen, you're, you're covering this stuff on your show, uh, on other talk radio and, and uh, 
you know, some conservative news stations, uh, this is being covered, but the mainstream media, they couldn't care less about this. This isn't getting any airplay. No. So they will continue to cover up for the corrupt Biden family. And again, we're starting to see how extensive this is. I mean, in our report, we talked about the uh, the, the payments made to those obvious uh, women who are being human trafficked, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars over the course of a couple of months. By the way, at the same time when Joe Biden was offering to pay something like $100,000 of Hunter Biden's bills. Um, so, no, all, all this information has been known. We're getting more details on it. But uh, we're, we're talking about a corrupt family. Uh, you know, we, we've turned over our records. You know, not only did we have the Treasury records, but we used those then, as investigators should, to get the actual records. So, you know, we asked banks. Uh, it's interesting that Cathay Bank, turned over their records without any compulsory process whatsoever. That's interesting, isn't it? And so we, we talked about those on the floor of the Senate, uh, and we turned those over to U.S. Attorney Weiss, who supposedly been investigating this thing since uh, December 2018. Hunter's admitted to that. This is 2023. We, we, turned over, we turned over hundreds of pages of bank documents to U.S. Attorney Weiss. We, we haven't heard anything back. We, we, we've asked about, uh, for example, was Nicholas McQuaid when he was the head of the criminal division of the Justice Department, he, he was an attorney with Hunter Biden's defense attorneys. Was he going to recuse himself in this case? We never got any response from either U.S. Attorney Weiss or from Merrick Garland. So, again, where is the investigation? Plus, we have an FBI whistleblower come to our office and said, you know, the, the U.S. Attorney Weiss's office doesn't have anywhere near the resources they need to conduct a realistic investigation, which would follow up on these suspicious activity reports, go to the banks, subpoena all the bank records, not only the inflows. And again, we, we showed we showed millions of dollars flowing in and out of these accounts, okay, wire transfers. But what about the outflows to, I don't know, Cayman Islands or the Bahamas? Uh, you know, wh- Where did this money go to as they sprinkled them around to other members of the Biden family, potentially including the big guy who supposedly got 10% potentially? You know, Senator Johnson, there is so much here. It's almost overwhelming. And the idea that this doesn't trigger a special counsel investigation from somebody outside of the Merrick Garland Department of Justice. Meanwhile, the documents cases do is disgusting. It is beyond belief. Uh, The Mueller investigation, they had nothing, nothing. And then that's... That's triggered. And you look at this. You have you and Grassley in the report you've put out, and you've both been very, very public. You have Bob Alinsky, who's been very, very public. You have the damn laptop out there. The information in the laptop is everywhere. It's, it's, it, it's more than uh, credible. It's more than a little bit of stuff. And I have in front of me, Senator, the grounds for appointing a special counsel, 28 CFR Section 600.1. And it's all on Merrick Garland's shoulders. The Attorney General, in cases in which the Attorney General is recused, the Acting Attorney General, will appoint a special counsel when he or she determines that criminal investigation of a person or matter is warranted, and A, the investigation or prosecution of that person or matter by a U.S. Attorney's Office or Litigating Division of the Department of Justice would present a conflict of interest for the Department, and B, that under the circumstances, it would be in the public interest to appoint a special outside counsel to assume responsibility for the matter. So how do you do it 
on the documents case and not this, which is loaded with money and intrigue. It's loaded with emails and a laptop and the findings on the wire transfers. And the communists uh, in, in, in China, not only that, they're, they're back in the Penn Center so he can take $900,000 salary. Wouldn't any average attorney general say, I, I, better, I, better, I better appoint somebody to look into this? Well, they would, particularly if you had a media that was unbiased and held both sides equally accountable. But that's all we have. We have a corrupt and complicit mainstream media. And, and we don't have equal application of justice. You, you know, you're fully aware of that, Mark. You're right. I mean, our nation is in serious, serious trouble. Mm-hmm. This is not what a nation looks like that is governed by the rule of law. Not at all. But this, this is the road down toward tyranny, toward totalitarianism. I, I try and remind people that, you know, Venezuelans voted themselves into poverty in just a couple decades. When, mm-hmm. when you vote for socialists, when you vote for radical leftists, you end up impoverishing impoverishing your nation and turning your nation into a nation of tyranny and totalitarianism. And that's the path that the Biden administration has put us on. It's a lawless administration, as was the Obama administration. But they're not held accountable by the mainstream media. We need a free press, but we need one that's largely unbiased and holds both sides equally accountable. But that's not what we have. And so they can just brazenly do this, uh, pick favorites, not equally apply justice, and they get away with it. And so they'll keep doing it. 100% right. Senator, I want to thank you. Please keep up your great work. You're a great patriot, and you've become a very good friend, friend of the program as well. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, take care of yourself. Take care. Thanks for what you do. We'll be right back. Thank you, sir. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. It's amazing, this Biden crime family, what they've gotten away with. I would ask local law enforcement all across the country, again, to take a close look and see if any of these activities have violated your state laws. Let me tell you a little secret. You ready for a little secret? Let's start with a question. Can a local or state prosecutor indict a sitting president of the United States? A sitting president of the United States. Can they be indicted by a local or state prosecutor? Well, it's never been done before. 
And we live in a world of never been done before until the Democrats do it. We've never had a former president, who's also the leader of the Republican PAC, indicted before by a lower court, excuse me, by a local prosecutor. Everybody seems to think that's constitutional. Okay, fine. Can you indict a sitting president? Well, most smart people who understand these issues say no. That's been the position of the Office of Legal Counsel for uh, half a century or more and with multiple presidents in office of both parties. And I think that's right, even though it's never been tested. But the question that I don't think has ever even been asked is whether a local prosecutor can indict a sitting president. Now, let me explain why it's a little different than a federal prosecutor. Some of you who listen to this program regularly will already know. It's not a separation of powers issue. We're not talking about one branch of the federal government taking out another branch of the federal government. You know, the argument, and I think it's very sensible, is that if you indict a sitting president, if a U.S. attorney does or Maine justice, then they basically have crippled the executive branch because the president is the executive it's a unitary system. Everything flows from him or her or it or was or they. But you get the point. But can a local prosecutor indict a sitting president? Now, it might have the effect of harming the ability of the executive to conduct him or herself. But it's a different analysis on a different level in some ways, too. Because it's not one branch of the federal government duking it out with another branch. It's more of a federalism issue, isn't it? Yes, it is, Mark. And so I will bring this up on Hannity, if I remember, tonight. Can a local prosecutor... And you know... Given the lengths to which the Democrats and their Department of Justice and their prosecutors have gone to destroy comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y, when it comes to law and order and to destroy the Constitutional's boundaries, the Constitution's boundaries, and to destroy tradition on how they conduct themselves, I don't think we should give them an inch. I think the only way to put an end to this is not give them an inch, but take a football field from them. And so that's the question that I shall pose. So if you hear any legal analysts say it today, or somebody else say it before I get on TV, you'll know why. Because this audience is so massive. The show's reach is so humongous that it reaches into their ears and out of their mouths. But it's something I pose, and I'm serious about it. And every one of you Republican district attorneys 
or state prosecutors, I would ask that you look at these these issues involving the movement of funds and so forth. You have your own laws in your states when it comes to, I assume, wire fraud or fraud generally or even tax payments. I mean, I know Biden owns the state of Delaware. It's a small state. It's very incestuous. It's a one-party state, not in every respect, but too many respects. Used to be a more competitive state. But all that aside, what I'm saying is that doesn't mean activities that Joe Biden has taken monies that have flowed to banks with their headquarters, perhaps in other states and so forth, it's worth looking at. Or if you're an attorney general of a state and you have the powers to prosecute, many of them don't, it's worth looking at. So I would encourage yet again Republican law enforcement to take a look at the Biden financial activities, their public not in every respect, but more and more is getting public. And you look at the Daily Mail. You can look at other information coming out. You can look at the report that was that was authored by Senators Johnson and Grassley. In 2020, I believe it was, that Senator Johnson just spoke about. Comb through them. Have your staff look. And if somebody accuses you of being political, your answer is, the same answer the Democrats give, nobody's above the law. Excuse me, excuse me, Joe Biden's not above the law. Joe Biden's not above the law. Nobody's above the law. Take a look. I would encourage you to do that. Gosh, there's so much here. I've got a whole pile of stuff here. Between one and two. I think I'll do this one. Morgan Freeman. This is in uh, Yahoo Entertainment. In a rare new interview with a British newspaper, the Sunday Times, Oscar winner Morgan Freeman, I've always kind of liked this guy, explain why he objects to the term African-American and why it's an insult to limit the teaching of black history to just one month. In the interview, Freeman, 85, was asked about his past comments in a 2005 interview with CBS's Mike Wallace about how not talking about race might help end racism. Quote, two things I can say publicly that I do not like. Black History Month, he just said, is an insult. You're going to relegate my history to a month? Freeman responded. It's a great point. Quote, also, African American is an insult, he added. I don't subscribe to that title. Black people have had different titles all the way back to the N-word. And I do not know how these things get such a grip. But everyone uses African-American. What does it really mean? He continued, most black people in this part of the world are mongrels. You understand, he means interracial. And you say Africa as if it's a country when it's a continent, like Europe. Comparing it to people of European heritage, being referred to by a specific countries such as Irish-Americans and Italian-Americans. When interviewer Jonathan Dean mentioned fellow actor Denzel Washington and his statement, quote, I'm very proud to be black, but black is not all I am. Denzel Washington echoes those sentiments. 
Yes, exactly. I'm in total agreement, Freeman shared. You can't define me that way. He also noted that he's so very envious of Denzel's career because he's doing what I wanted to do. Basically, he's praising him. Freeman, who currently stars, blah, blah, blah. He said the change is that all people are involved now. He's talking about TV, commercials, media, the rest. Everyone, LGBTQ, Asians, black, white, interracial marriages, interracial relationships, all represented. You see them all on the screen now, and that is a huge jump. I mean, this guy speaks the truth. Which is why he doesn't do a lot of interviews, you know, because they jump on you. But good for him. And he's right. You know, it's interesting because many black people in this country, their heritage might be from the Caribbean or Europe or God knows where. Like white people, like brown people, like yellow people, like red people, like anybody else. And he is right. It's a continent. And I, many years ago, I talked about how the word Hispanic was invented politically by Nixon in the 70s. He wanted to create, quote unquote, that's him, not me saying this. They wanted to create or establish a large ethnic group to counter blacks when it comes to voting and the census. So you used to have Peruvian Americans, you know, you used to have uh, Nicaraguan Americans, Honduran Americans, and so forth, Cuban Americans, Puerto Rican Americans, and now it's Hispanic. Nixon was the big push behind that. Hispanic Americans, what does that mean? It means everything and it means nothing. White Americans, what does that mean? Everything and nothing. And African-Americans, as, as he points out, there's a lot of people in this country who are black or not ancestrally from Africa. Just a very interesting point, which, of course, you're not allowed to mention. No, no, no hold on now. I shall return. Mark Lovin. We'll be on Hannity at 9.35 p.m. I hope you will join me. I had mentioned Yale in passing. This is Daily Mail. Yale University uh, hosts an anti-Semitic speaker on the second night of Passover as part of their diversity and inclusion program. Does it get, how much sicker is it going to get around here? who blames Jews for their near extermination by Nazis and says white people are gangsters. Haraya Butala, whatever. H-O-U-R-I-A space B-O-U-T-E-L-D-J-A. Express hatred toward Jews, Israel, and white people. Was invited to speak and endorsed by Yale's flagship, ready, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Program, known as Belonging at Yale. Her 2017 book, Whites, Jews, and Us, calls for the dismantling of Israel and expresses outright anti-Semitism. I wonder if she's uh, part of the Jeffries family. Also blames Jews for their near extermination. Of course, whites. Got a whole issue with whites. Oh, 
Yale has her speak there. Can you imagine? Well, folks, I have time to thank all you heroes out there and all you people in the audience. God bless each and every one of you. Thank goodness you're there. And we start all over again tomorrow. God bless you and see you then.